Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. Hello, this is Stephen Berkeley of Hollowed Sky, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival with your host, John Renaud. Oh my God, you made it sound amazing, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I was, I'm talking fast. I usually do that. <laughs> I do that too, man. And I, I gave up coffee quite a while ago. I still like feel like I'm jazzed up every time I'm talking to someone. So we'll get past that, man, after we get rolling for a while. So, Stephen, uh, I'm so happy to have you guys on. You guys are one of my favorite bands. Um, Thanks, man. I tuned in to you guys pretty quickly when you submitted it to Pluto Radio. I think you were a little surprised because I ended up using most of your album that you sent us pretty quickly on. Uh, I was very surprised. And we, you know, we, we need to thank you and you guys because um, you guys, um, I, I think, have been uh, a big reason why the Twitter following has continued to, to grow and expand. So we appreciate the exposure and the, the way that it kind of gets the you know, webs out there. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you guys are very deserving of any attention that you get, you get here at Pluto Radio um, because you're you're a solid freaking band. And I feel that uh, you're somewhat unique in, in a genre that allows for a lot of copying. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, we try to do our own, uh, our own thing. Uh, we're not trying to conform to any structures or anything like that. We're just kind of like, we have a starting point and we see where it takes us and whatever it ends up being, if it's five minutes long, that's fine. If it's yeah. a three minute long pop song, that's fine too. It's just wherever, it, wherever it ends up being. You know, that's funny. That's probably the vibe that I picked up on the most. Cause I respect it the most is the idea of not being, of being non-conforming because I think it's, you know, when you're learning something, like if you were learning painting, for example, you could copy stuff and be very rudimentary in what you're doing and mimicking people. And that's part of the process of learning. But I think I felt like you guys had advanced to a place where you were creating and utilizing your own voices, whether it be, a, you know, the drummer, the guitar player, the bass player, certainly your vocalist has a, has a truly unique approach. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think it's, it's almost subconsciously conscious, if that makes sense. I mean, it's like, yeah. we just, we're just, um, as soon as the three of us, you know, the, Charles, Joe, and myself got into room and jam for the first time. It was like uh, an immediate chemistry, and we just kind of just kept it rolling, and we haven't really stopped. So it's not, um, yeah. Anyway, I forgot what you asked me. So no, that's all good, man. So, <laughs> how did that work out? You guys are are from the East Coast. You're from Maryland, Baltimore. Um, we're from. Uh, I'm I'm really close to Annapolis in a town called Arnold. Yeah. Uh, Charles and Joe are both from a town called Edgewater, which again is right outside of Annapolis. And uh, and Jay, our vocalist, he he lives currently in, in Baltimore, so it's all and kind so, of around the area. And so the hookup was uh, at someone's mom's basement or a garage, <laughs> or <laughs> well, I mean, I'm uh, I'm 39 years old. I've been doing this, you know, since I was like 13, 14, and uh, yeah, sure, it started out that way. But um, going way back, Charles was um, we became friends because he was a fan of a band I was in, like in high school, college. Yeah. So like, you know, 99, 2000 or so is when we met and uh, we kind of just, you know, occasionally see each other over the years. And eventually we, we were in another band together um, years and years ago. And uh, anyway, that fizzled out. His other bands fizzled out. 
And we kind of reconnected, I think maybe 2015, 2016 and said, look, we, we're going nuts. We got to do something. Yeah. My, my buddy Joe just moved from this little shack he was into this big, big old house with a giant basement. And he's got room to jam. Oh, it was a basement. I was kidding, yes. man. No, it was, yes, we are definitely a basement band. Nice. But, you don't but, sound like one, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, actually, you're looking at the you know main uh, recording mixing room here. It's a little oh, 10, nice, by, 10 by 10 little bedroom in my house. It's all nice. Nothing, nothing elaborate. But yeah, it was it was just um, it was like he was going to move to this house. And as soon as he was able to be set up and let us jam, we were going to go over there and jam. Fantastic. So we waited like two, three months. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, <laughs> got the phone call. Like, we got to do this. Yeah. And like, again, we have just haven't uh, haven't let up since then. But well, you know what? I'm going to just actually right now cut in with one of your songs. Uh, Soviet oh, cool. Red is the one I want to play because uh, it was the first one we played on Pluto Radio. It was one of the first ones I programmed in. And I love the song. Um, so uh, if you're cool with it, I'll, I'll throw it on right now. Oh, I, I would love it. Fantastic.
So like I said, man, I, I totally dig that song. That that song's fantastic. I love the opening guitar riffs. I love the way Jake comes in with the vocals on it. Uh, the rest of the band certainly sonic. I mean, solid as hell. And the uh, well, they're sonic as well. Too. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it, and the thing that I realized when I was re-listening to this stuff last night was the uh, whoever writes the lyrics is you guys come up with some like I at first. I think I first responded to the interplay between the guitar and the vocals on your work. But I think last night I realized that the lyrics, whoever's writing the songs is really uh, quite good at what they're doing because it's, it's almost surreal, but in a reality at the same time, if that makes sense. That's really cool. That, that is 99.99% J that is his, that is his thing. And, um, so I talked about the history with me and Charles, the bass player. Well, Jay and I have even longer history. We were in high school together. Right. And um, where'd you go to high school? Uh, Severna Park High School. Nice. And um, he was in a he, uh, he was a fan of my band at that time too, and and his brother actually ended up joining that band, and he right. was with that band for you know I don't know ten years or something until he unfortunately uh, passed away. But oh my gosh, I'm yeah, sorry about that. Thank you. I didn't mean to get into the bummer stuff, but. Anyway, so I, I okay. it's all rock and roll, man. Well, I, I've played with Jay for for a long, long time on and off. I mean, you know, you can almost say we've jammed together for almost a couple of decades on, on and off in different projects, right. different versions of different bands. So he and I have a very good uh, working relationship that way. And it was yeah, it was like me and me and Joe and Charles were jammed together for maybe six months. Right. And we had posted like a live jam up up to Facebook or something. And Jay, who, had, who I hadn't talked to at that point, maybe a year or something, because we had some little, whatever, some friend thing that happens. You have a little falling out. Some rift. Yeah, some rift. And we, but that's what got us back together. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I have to do this. Like, you have to let me in. Like, please, I will, I will do this. I will make it, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what I, I want to do to this music. You have to make this work. And I'm like, all right, let me talk to the guys. And that's, that's how it all came together. That's fantastic, man. You, you talked a little bit, uh, well, you mentioned your age for one thing. So, do you feel or do you find like i think you guys if i don't think you could have wrote songs like you do i assume you're part of the songwriting team yeah i, I don't think you could have wrote songs the way you do at 22. so i guess my question is about musical maturity yeah. so do you feel like do you feel like this thing with jay it, it was like a thing that worked out perfectly to allow a certain a, a degree of abilities to mature in you guys to make this vibe actually as uh, comprehensive as it is now. I think, also well, it's a yes. <laughs> I think that's true, and I think that uh, be, having been doing this for so long, uh, right. playing with different people. I mean, for me, it's like it's you don't think about it, but you become like a sponge, and you just from yeah. with different people with different types of talents, you kind of. Um, you up your game to meet theirs. Yeah. And I think all of us you know, over the course of years and different projects, we, projects and bands we've been in have been able to kind of do that. And then once we all got together to form this unit, it was like, we, we've all, <laughs> we've all done yeah. enough jamming with enough really talented people to where we, we feel really good about who we are, you know, musically, what, what we're yeah. trying to do. And, and it, like you said, and, and I do think it's almost subconsciously conscious. Maybe it's, maybe it's conscious. We, 
we know we're all bringing our own individual element to each song and we're not trying to step on each other too much we're just kind of letting right. each other do our own thing you know suggestion here and there will pop up but mostly it's just like let let joe do his thing let me do my thing let, let yeah. jay do his thing let charles do his thing and and that's how we we roll yeah i don't mean to get really heady about any of this either but i think in particular with your band's music it, because it is a, it's i mean it, it it operates at a very uh uh, base level of rock and roll to begin with no matter what we're talking about that goes beyond like oh yes you know the introspection of this and that and this and that <laughs> you know i don't want because we are going to play some more music um as well it, it, we, i don't want people to think that i think that it's just you know above all this stuff i think it operates at many levels which is what i think is cool about the vibe <laughs> well you, we're you definitely I mean? yes we're your basic rock band right we're, we're, four, we're four guys in a basement crank the high heaven you're loud shaking walls rattling things off the floors and there's not a lot of um crazy production going on i mean it's just right. it's just it's just here's your guitar here's your vocal here's your yeah. bass here's yeah. your drums it's very straightforward that way so I think yeah. that's what you mean. I think I think I totally know what that. I yeah, I don't I don't want to dismiss that. I don't want, you know, just because I am uh, in particular very fascinated with with the way that you guys piece your music together, um, because it is I found it really unique. In fact, I think um, I got talked into doing a review. Oh, yeah, that was, that was me. Guys, which I know <laughs> I appreciate it because I, I, I do like doing it, but I don't like doing it because, it, you know, at Pluto Radio, I don't want there's well, there's things on the Internet that, that that happen that we don't really appreciate, whereas people will review for money or people turn reviewing into some other thing than just the purity of, of talking about the music of it. So we stay right. away from it. Right. And I think that's what was expressed to you. But. Uh, you, I, I think I liked your response on the uh, the rejection of the idea that <laughs> compelled me to go. You know what? I do like these guys' music, and I wrote. Uh, what, let me see if I have it here. It's uh, alt rock band. Hollowed Sky has a fantastic synchronicity. The music they create has an elegant ebb and flow musically between progressive riffing and pragmatic rock. Getting back to what we were just talking about, it is always operating at rock and roll. Yes. Chromatic rock uh, percussions along with a yin-yang kind of quality that gives it a hard rock vibe yet considered optimistic POV collectively. Man, if that's not wordy and crazy. Oh, huh? no, it's great. I love it. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't oh. know. Yeah. And I also gave props to your vocalist because of his unique vocal style. Uh, I, I really appreciated that uh, at the time, and I still appreciate it. It's a very nice blurb review. And, um, yeah, I guess at the time of re releasing the the Strings EP, I was just trying to trying to get the word out any way I could. Yeah. And one of the ways I, I like is because I, I don't know how to describe us. And when I do it, it sounds yeah. like whatever. I'm being pretentious or like, I, I don't know. It is, it is a little bit. shit or whatever. But, I mean... No, I totally get it. That's why, in a way, too, I'm not big on, you know, because you, I do have to use language and I do have to parse what's going on. And right. the, the thing is, is once you do that, you fall into exactly what you're talking about. Now people are perceiving you as being like, hey, yeah, I'm the authority on rock right. and roll. There is no authority on <laughs> rock and roll, man. Right. <laughs> rock and roll belongs to everyone that wants to play it and listen to it. Well, we, but we it, yeah, I appreciate the think, description. Yeah, 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 brother. But I think you guys do it like this. Uh, um, spacey alternative rockers from central Maryland. Eh. Right? <laughs> yeah, but that's it's tough to come up with the, with a log line. <laughs> it, it is. And I keep going back and forth and um, you know, try to get feedback from people and the guys in the band. It's just so hard to find that one 
tagline. I mean, on some of the sites, I just literally say alternative rock from Maryland and just call it a day. Yeah. And sometimes no, I, I, I try to like give it a little more nuance, whatever, like um, alternative rock, but not quite. It's like alternative rock plus alternative metal, but not quite either one. You know, no, it's like, <laughs> some somewhere in that vein. I don't think people because re- you, you're not really about touting yourself. You want to play your music. That's right. how you're touting yourself. If you think right. about it, that's how you're saying, hey, look, I am either fantastic at this or not. I'm working at being fantastic. And if I'm not, I'll let you decide instead of going, no, no, hey, let me play you another riff. I'm fantastic. <laughs> That's right. No, we, we definitely like, like to let the music uh, speak for itself as, as much as we can. It's important to have there like some kind of references out there. And that's why we, uh, again, really appreciated the. Oh, man, it was my, it was my pleasure. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I remember we, my first real band, we practiced at an animal shelter because the drummer <laughs> actually, the drummer and the drummer's wife ran this animal shelter. Wow. And uh, this was a, this was in, in ancient times of, of rock and roll, by the way. I'm a, I got you beat by a couple of years. So <laughs> keep this in mind. And, and so we had a hard time coming up with just the name of the band. Because right. you and people don't seem to know, like you would think. I'm sure with some bands it just comes together. And it's like, oh, that's a great idea. But m- most bands, it's a it's a tough thing to even come up with that. Oh, that was brutal. <laughs> yeah, right? it, was br- it was a brutal process for this band. I can't. That was it was so hard. So that's what I, my lead is to find out how <laughs> that worked and who decided and how that go. Because I think that's interesting that bands have to go through these these silly tests in a way. Well, so um, we're all you know. In our 30s or early 40s and full-time jobs type of thing so we, we can only get together and jam like once a week so we have like a group facebook text thing and that's how we communicate all the time and i was just all day just like at work whatever just thinking the idea send it to them see what they say and like oh yeah. i really like this one and they hated it and i would just go back and forth and back and forth and finally one night uh charles was out he was going through some personal stuff and he was out on his back deck just looking at the sky thinking about stuff i think and uh, he took this this picture and it looked really weird and i don't know i think that's where he might have oh. got the idea but it was it was either that night or the next night or he was like he was like hollow sky and i was like not quite and he was like hollowed sky and i was like yeah. i mean i guess it's like a cheesy pun but but i think uh i think it it it, it it makes sense with our music somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Just like it just seems to uh, make sense. I with think it works. Jay's lyrics and the, and the mood of our music. Yeah, so we I just, think we just went with it. And it is funny because like you, you sit and you go, okay, hollow sky. No, that's just not the vibe isn't quite right. Then you add the ED and you're like, yeah, now is that past tense or does that mean it's a sky that you're hollowing out? You know what I mean? And you, you you sit and you ponder all this stuff. And it seems like a pretty simple thing. So we didn't put a ton of thought into what it meant at the time. I think to me, to me, it's like uh, it almost represents like a loss of hope and things like it. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, really. But I mean, uh, if a hollowed if a hollowed sky with H-A-L-L-O-E-D is a, you know, holy sky. <laughs> yeah. Then, then a hollowed sky with an O is an empty sky. And then yeah. anyway. But that's how I mean it, right? And it's yeah. a fascinating. It's it's almost like writing lyrics in a way, you know. It's almost Definitely. like this whole torture of I'm sure in your case, I'm not a guitar. I mean, I, I picked up a guitar, but I'm not a guitar player. And uh, you know, I'm always fascinated with how a guitar player can figure out. There's so many choices. <laughs> how do you pick the thing that eventually the band and the people go? I could not imagine this song any different. 
yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I think from from my perspective, um, uh, I try to stay away from things that sound too stereotypical, things that are you know done all the time. I try to use little different chords and just power chords here and there. I use a lot of seventh chords and ninth chords and stuff like that. Right. But but but, but mostly it, it it's all just about what feels right when you're when you're jamming together. So yeah. like, I'm what what happens a lot of times is I'll have a riff or two. I'll come into practice with those two riffs and we just go back and forth on them. Yeah. We'll jam, I mean, for 20 minutes, you know, just straight, just solos and just whatever, just feeling it out, just feeling out different places to go with it. And we record every practice we do just with like a little simple room oh, mic nice. set up. And um, I'll go back and I'll put them all up so we can listen to what we did. And then sometimes if I really like something, I will go through and I'll go into my software and I'll just cut it to pieces and then re-section it all together put that up on drive say we should make it like this and yeah. that that has happened with i think at least three or four of these songs where like they were they were totally structured you know from that process of, of a jam that beat me going home and dissecting it then us piecing that together yeah. in real in real life later that's a cool thing i took a um i put this uh piece of music out to a guitar player in italy and uh for myself as as, as john renaud recording um, a song I haven't finished it yet but he sent me back and it, and it was just like the basis of a song and I, he didn't really know what to do and I knew he was at a huge disadvantage but he gave it a shot right so he sends it back to me and uh, he played these little riffs throughout the song which I turned into this lead because I just cut and pasted right I turned it into the a lead that opens the song that's a rather long lead and it sounds great. And when I get it back to him, there's no way he's, he's going to be like, wait a minute, I played that. It sounds, <laughs> it, it sounds like he, it's, a, it's got fluidity as though he's playing the whole right. lead, you know, collectively. Right. And I only bring it up because it's like, it's so fascinating what can be done with today's technology. Oh yeah. And in a way I'm surprised that you, you, you piece together songs like that to give it, I think it's brilliant. But because your songs sound so organic, humanistically organic, you know, you. that I'm a little surprised that you would operate that way. Because and they also have like a lot of my songs are um, kind of simpler repetition of patterns. Now, you might find that this ironic because your songs don't feel like that to me. Right. right. Even though I can I can see the patterns. It's funny because it's like I'm envious because I'm like, even though it's a it's a it's a return and a and a roll through the same thing, it doesn't feel at all like the same thing. And I think that's really what makes your music brilliant. Well, thank you very much. That's really cool of you to say. Um, again, I think that's that's almost something we do on purpose is is to try to stay away from uh, too many repetitive patterns. So so yeah. maybe we'll, we'll we have some songs and some especially the first like four songs we wrote which are um, all the shorter songs on that, on that first EP. Those right. were like, the, those, those were all like the, us trying to figure out what the hell we were going to be. Th those are one thing, but then at, like, and even those, we play with those structures too a lot. But once we kind of, once we got into earth and sky, which I think was the, the fifth one we wrote. And that was to me when we first kind of became what we, what we want to be yeah. as far as like how the songs are going to be in our mood and whatever. Um, I think for sure we, that's how we tend to structure. We just don't, we don't like to, be too repetitive don't like to be too typical but we like things to feel you know, related we don't like to go off 
on like 10 minute. I mean, I love tool. I don't want to go off on a 10 minute tool song. I, I don't like that. I mean, I, you know, I, I think, uh, no, it's clear. I don't think that you're, you're, um, just doing it because you can play it. Right. We're, we're trying, we're trying to, we're trying to make it interesting, but still flow. And, uh, you know, musically and rhythmically, um, complex but not so over the top that it can't be followed i mean these are all right. these are all considerations that we do we do actually take i mean at least i do so it sounds like you do it when you cut it together too and do an evaluate like you would cut it together and evaluate yes whether or not you're being tedious that's right or boring to the ear that's right and and, and so that that process is part of that and then just recording all of our practices is part of that because because we can uh we can we can hear okay well maybe we're we're hanging on this part just like a little too long let's back that off and then it's like well i'm with this part more so we'll expand it and it all comes from again not having as much time as we used to when i was a kid you practice two yeah. three times a week for you know a whole day it was no big deal and now it's like you have to you know i gotta drive you know a yeah. while and you got about three hours before the neighbors start getting pissed off and we have it once once a week so we, <laughs> that's we, we, true <laughs> so we really we really kind of have to um adapt and use these kind of uh, newer and, and different methods to kind of try to piece things together. Yeah, I think I think obviously it's a surprise that you operate that way, as I've said, but it's it's very effective. Like there's a thing you do in the song uh, Baltimore that is um, this this kind of per, per, uh, percussive riffing. It's it's just before the last verse, if I remember it correctly. Okay. Like the song breaks into this thing that's completely different. Like, like that. Um, the groove part that did yeah. yeah yeah and it's just it's like damn that's just such a an elegant choice i mean elegance a weird used uh, <laughs> weird word to use in rock and roll but uh it really is it's it's peace in fact i'm going to uh drop that song into the show right now oh excellent well uh we, this is the last song we wrote for the album the, we had the music all recorded before jay was even done with the lyrics and as soon as he was done with them we were like okay this is something yeah so we're, we're proud it's, of this one it's a great song. I'm going to put it on right now. To let it drown, to let it breathe, to hold my own, to make it me.
Like I said, man, I, I just I just dig that song and, and the way that you're piecing music together. It really works for me as far as my years go. Thanks so much. And this certainly, most definitely, was one that was put together using just the method I described. Because because I think we had one, I wrote the, the main riff, that, that opening riff. We had one jam off of that at one practice. And like I went home with it immediately. It's just like all... Yeah. It all just made sense. I was able to just take this 20-minute jam and just like, no and then that was it i mean we didn't we didn't change it that much after that it was just uh one of those things that just came together naturally like kind of naturally and the one it's a great and, yeah it's a great sounding tune man do you Thank do you. you think in a strange way as a guitar player as a musician you have an understanding of geometry that maybe other people don't have that's interesting i, I think that well <laughs> i mean i was good at geometry in high school Were you uh, interesting i was and for my for my like work my actual like work work job I, that they pay me for yeah. uh i work in you know, with structure of you know like residential commercial structures and I, I do drafting and stuff like that and some like structural design oh there you go uh, i i do think there's something about whatever the way that a person's brain who does that for a living has to be a certain way and right. i do think that that mindset does come into and i guess it's, you wouldn't think of it because it's more of like a structured like engineering mindset or something where it's like, you know, the type, the type of person you wouldn't expect to be uh, an artist. 
but I think I do think that part of my brain comes into play with all this stuff I do. It's interesting because especially with Baltimore, it, it's like it seems uh, the song is circular in nature in a way that like the vocals are being used, yeah. the motions of the of the, you know what I'm saying? And, totally. And, and then the, and then that gets broken, and all of a sudden it it, it builds interesting musical tension. Uh, and I guess that's what prompted me to ask uh, if if you were understanding of geometry at a heightened level because i'm sure you know you guys are you know your vocalist and you are playing off each other in the in the method you're using to create this music but still it starts with it sounds like you start with music first oh a hundred percent i mean we almost almost all the time it's either it starts with uh a riff that I've brought or somebody else has brought, I will say probably usually it's a riff that I brought in and we jam on it for a while and expand or we show up to practice and like, you know, get the stuff set up and crack our knuckles and uh, whatever we got to do and and just start playing just to warm up. Right. And, some, and sometimes riffs, riffs and songs will come just from that process. And we'll yeah. take that that opening jam, just a warm up jam, us messing around, getting our fingers loose. And I'll cut that one up. <laughs> Pick that yeah. Song. so and then yeah i mean i think we had five and a half or six of the uh songs from that first album musically done like 100 percent right. written composed before jay even joined the band so that that's just kind of how it tends to work with us we just we have me and me and it's usually me and and joe and charles composing the songs and then jay kind of slowly uh, adding parts here and there, and then really solidifying it at the end. Like when we get to go, actually, when we actually go into um, record it. So it's almost like an evolution that you can predict. Uh, you know, it's getting it's getting to be that way. I mean, I think yeah. we've only been together for about four years, um, which I guess feels like a long time, but it's not that it's not that long. We figure like practice once a week. Um, <laughs> so we were still kind of figuring out what the process needs to be. But I think what we've learned after this whole last thing with with the last EP was, yeah, that's probably how it works best for us. It's just yeah. like it's just like let us do our thing, and Jay, you do your thing, and we'll see how it fits. I think that's good though, because then once you get comfortable with what you can expect, then you just you know, yeah, it's not going to always work, right? Right, and right. sometimes it's going to work too fast and probably creep you out, <laughs> right? Right, sure. But once you know what you can count on, then you can kind of, it's almost like you go into a mantra or a shamanistic, uh, you know, thing where you're, okay, we're all on this vibe, this plane of travel that we know is going to give us a result. Right. That's, that's, that's right. And, you know, there, there have been times uh, during the writing process for the Strings EP where it was like, I was very frustrated with Jay, like, come on, man, give me something, give me something. He's like, well, you guys don't, don't sound like you're done yet. Yeah. I'm like, well, we, maybe we'd be done faster if you would do your thing, but, and that was, it was very upsetting. But when I go and I think about it now, it's like, well, you know what, for this next round of songs we're working on, um, I think that should be the process because it worked really well. I mean, just Baltimore alone, the way that came together with, with him not having really any lyrics that were official until we already had music recorded and ready to go. Yeah. And it it worked, it worked great. And he had melodies, but he was just like kind of just singing BS to fill in the the blank for months before. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not much sure of that. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because there's nothing worse than hearing a song that you did a couple of years back, and you, you, you know, and people don't know. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. But you right. know, and you're like, boy, that uh, that was just so off, and it was so not. 
<laughs> like I so missed the bus on that one. You know what I mean? There's not. I think there's nothing worse. Because, um, people, because other people go, hey, I really love that tune and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, uh, oh, hey, thank you, man. But you're cringing inside. Well, I don't know if uh, if I should take this opportunity to, to, to step in and say, well, this, that's exactly what happened with that entire EP. Yeah. In the sense that I don't like how it's the mix sounds anymore. Yeah. And, and I worked my, my butt off on that for, I don't know, how many months. And um, boy, it became evident real quickly after it was released, maybe a couple of months and I was just like, I messed up. But <laughs> like, I totally get it. I totally get it. I mean, not that I hear again. That's my point. I don't hear that. But you, thank do. God. Yeah, wow. you know what I mean. It's like, and you can't without a reference. Right. If you were a reference. How would you ever know? Right. Well, yeah. I, I think, I think part of, part of it is that um, you know I don't have any formal kind of training in recording, mixing things like that. So I'm just yeah. feeling it out, and it worked out. In my eyes, the first one still sounded pretty good. There's some things I would change, maybe, but I, but all in all, I'm, I'm happy with that one. But the second one, I just was not happy with to the point where uh, we actually, I actually remixed it. Oh, interesting. And um, I guess this, can, can I make an announcement? <laughs> yeah, of course, man. You can. You hey, don't feel shy about hyping yourself. <laughs> so that's this, what this whole world's about, apparently. So this <laughs> this is a this is an announcement. Uh, we are releasing a remixed, uh, reimagined, remastered version. Uh, well, I was going to say a version of strings, but really, it's going to also have uh, the three songs that we think kind of fit in with those songs right. from the first EP. They, they've also been remixed to the same standard. Nice. And it can be remastered to the same standard. Re I'll reorder different song order. And uh, we're going to release that probably in February. And it's going to be called Unstrung. Nice. And where would they be able to find that since we're on the subject? Since we're on the subject, yeah, it's going to for sure be on all the streaming platforms. So fantastic. anywhere you, you stream music digitally, it'll be. I'm sure, I hope, hopefully, uh, you guys will, if you're playing some of those songs from the old mixes, maybe you'll, if you like them better, you'll sub them out. I'll slot them out, man. Yeah, I'll do what so, I can. Well, we, we really think it's going to be um, a game changer as far as the, the quality of the mix. I think it'll be immediately like noticeable. See, man, I think that's fantastic. I think that, that again, it just happened to be something that I brought up in the conversation, and you related it to, yeah, John, I not only do I understand what you're saying, I had some songs that, that bother me so much. And, again, the audience isn't, won't know until they hear the other yeah. songs. And ironically, you're going to have some people say, "Hey, dude, I dig the older version better." <laughs> For you know, you, there there may be people like that, but I think that. The, the, my goal here is that I was so ticked off about how that mix turned out in some right. ways, um, and I won't. I, I can get into why if you want, but I don't want to geek out too hard. Oh, that's all good, man. Yeah, I don't want you to kick yourself. That's why I'm <laughs> staying away from it. But we'll start with the kick drum and end with the asymmetrical reverbs, and we'll just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you hear this remix, you will for sure hear things that you hadn't heard before. You'll notice right. things you hadn't noticed before. Everything's going to sound warmer, richer, more low end, more definition on that kick drum. It's going to hit you in the chest. All the things it was supposed to do and that I failed at, we're going to fix it. That's cool. And and we'll be sure at Pluto Radio, we'll be sure to uh, support all of that. So don't love, worry about we that. You, we love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. It's funny, I uh, with, with my music... Oftentimes, my I have a couple different producers that mix for me. And I have some LA guys. I have an East Coast guy, and then I have my son, who, who will also do some mixes. And I, I don't know if nice. you know who you, I don't know if you know who Yorg is, but 
but I did a song with him. He's Jorg from Germany. He's a really brilliant I have, player. I am not familiar in the sense I haven't listened, but I, yeah. I have seen the name around. Yeah, and Pluto Radio, we play him a lot. And that's, what, that's, that's why I've seen it, I bet. Yeah, and the thing is, he's just this really, really gifted guitar player, and he normally does his own musical vibe, and so we kind of agreed to do a song together. And uh, so he sent me his tracks, and I did the vocals, and then I had my kid mix it. Uh, my kid does e, uh, EDM. Okay. That's his thing. He did a little rap for a while, you know, mix-wise. He wasn't yeah, a rap yeah. performer. And uh, so his his idea of music comes from a completely different space, albeit I think frequency-wise he understands it better than rock guys. Oh, I think you have to read EDM, yeah. Yeah, which is why I really dug the idea of having him do it. So I yeah. sent the, the final thing to Jorg, and he'll tell the story where he just like, he was speechless because a lot of it was, we, he's like, well, you considered things I never would have considered. Like I didn't favor the drums the way he would favor the drums. Well, I didn't do it. My kid did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And he did it with a whole different set of ears than what I would use too. But it's funny. That's where you start to learn like, like, yeah, he would have done it completely different. And it still would, people still would have dug the song because right. his, his ability with Sonics is still way up there. Like right. he wouldn't have made dumb choices. He would have just, it just wouldn't have been, what my kid would have picked or what I would have picked if I would, I would do it completely different as well. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, I think, I think so. And it's cool so. that, that you're thinking on your feet and you're learning on your feet and you're willing to do something where you go back and, and, you know, rework something that's bothered you and present it out there. I think that's brilliant. Oh, well, I don't know about that. Thank you. But it, it was for sure a very tough pill to swallow because like I said, I mean, I, when I, when I when I get involved in a project like that, I tend to kind of lose my mind. I get insane. Yeah. I I, uh, I go. I'm just not right for a while. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not right. I'm not myself for several months until it's done, and that's and that's definitely how it was with this um, initially. And I think that I don't know. It got to a certain point where you're you're mixing something, you're in it so deep, you can't see the yeah. forest through the trees. And I couldn't hear the things that became really clear after the fact. Where it's like, man, that could have been. How many better. times? How many times do you listen, like when you're mixing something? Yeah, because yeah. this is another thing I don't think people really, I mean, it, it, assuming that you do the same thing I do, and I, I'm pretty sure from your little laugh there that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how many times do you listen, when you're doing a mix, how how often do you listen to that before you go back and do your mix? Well, I, I mean, um, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long drawn out process. And part of that's because I am learning on the go. I don't, yeah. I don't have any training. So I'm, I'm literally just like educating myself and bouncing it off people that I know that know a little more than I do. And uh, for this new mix, we actually got an outside consult from a friend of mine who's a very, very talented guy um, to kind of make sure like, just like, I don't want to release it without somebody telling me who knows. Right. <laughs> first you know which, I, which before it was mostly just friends you know and they can only tell you so much before they don't want to hurt your feelings so i was like no i'll pay a guy and anyway yeah <laughs> it makes a big difference but uh i will listen i mean probably thousands of times it seems yeah. like but maybe it's more like hundreds i don't know uh my, my but it's constant for a while isn't it it's really bad you know my uh, my girlfriend is sick of all these songs she's been listening to them now yeah. for Gosh, I mean, a year, almost a year and a half of me trying to like get this mixes right. You know, when you take out the take out the break between releasing strings and realizing it was bad, that's the only break. Every every, yeah. every other month, I've been working on this mix trying to get it right. So yeah. um, I, I listen a lot, and a lot of that I think probably is again because I don't 
always know what I'm doing until I do it. So I have yeah. to like try something out and then bounce it down and listen to it on headphones and earbuds and in my car and just see what the hell happened. Yeah. And <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, listening forth, on different speakers, right? Different yes. speakers give you different, you know, frequencies and you're like, Ooh, I don't think I dig this or I really like that. Right. You know, I mean like these, these are great. Yeah. I love, I love these headphones. I'll know like, if you can see those, but yeah, I, I can't even think what the model is, but they are recommended to me very highly and, and they do sound probably better than any other headphone I have. But uh, when you're mixing low end, it's just like, there's almost too much where you can't, yeah, you can't make out the definition in the bass because the low end is overpowering it. So things will sound one way on these and I'll listen to it for a while and mix on these and they'll get rid of them. I put yeah. these, old, these old Sony's on, which have way less of that deep low end, but I, they sound much more like a commercial speaker. So you get an idea like what, uh, what the bass yeah. is really going to sound like <laughs> from those. No, it's true, don't, man. Don't change it. I just listen to those. Don't change anything. It's just monitoring, just monitoring headphones. And these are my mixing, yeah. mixing headphones. It's true, man. And it sounds different when, when, however the person's listening to it, which you can't control that. Right. That, that is, I mean, again, as a, uh, whatever you want to call it, producer, mixer, amateur yeah. engineer type of guy. Um, that is part of the goal and part of the consideration I take every time is okay. Well, does it sound as good on my cell phone with no speakers plugged in at all, just playing exactly. the cell phone speakers as it does in my car? Can you still hear the bass notes? Can you hear still all the kick drum? Can you hear the hi hat? Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's just a back and forth, just for months trying to figure it out. But I think we are uh, we're just about just about there finally. That's fantastic. Well, so we should uh, remind you or remind the audience rather what you guys do. So what song would you like me to pump into this show? Hmm. Well, you played Soviet Red and you played Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Let's see. If I was going to pick one more. Uh, sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. I got to look at it. I know. I caught you off guard, man. I totally <laughs> blindsided you, baby. I know. How did I know you're going to talk about the band? We're doing a band podcast. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm just drawing a blank. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, well, we'll do, even though the new one, <laughs> we'll do Turning Ill. Okay. If you'd like. Okay. I, w I would like that very much. And that's what All we're right. going to play. Sweet.
now. Is that is that a new song? One of the new songs? Uh, Turning Ill was the second to last song that was done for the Strings EP. Gotcha. And again, it was another one where uh, it came from a couple jams, and we did the whole piece together. And and then Jay didn't have really, uh, he didn't even have a lot of baseline anything for this one until we actually went to the studio. Right. And um, and I, you know, we, we kind of bounce some ideas back and forth. And I will say, uh, I do. I'm the guy yelling on the bridge on this one. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Little yeah. <laughs> Well, I had I had this idea for the part, and and he wasn't there to sing it. So I was like, well, I'm gonna get this down now. So yeah. I just I just recorded. I was like, here, this is what I wanted to sound like. He was like, you know what, man, that sounds really good. Just keep yours. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, all right. So, it's, it's <laughs> so I'm on cool there. Variants that way, right? There's some variants that way. It's cool. Yeah, it gives it it gives it some, and I think uh, I don't I mean I don't even know what people know, but. Well, they do now, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, what about like, what do you guys think about the Internet and music? What do you guys think about like having to have so many different accounts (laughs) to get your wares out there? And, you know, even even uh, Internet radio, which, by the way, you're not locked into just um, talking about Pluto radio because it's a conversation that you can you can talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of any of it. Um, That's I just like how where do you guys set with the emerging marketplace being online and most of the bulwark done being done by the band itself. <laughs> well, I, I mean, first of all, I didn't know much about internet radio until, you know, I think I had, we had some of our songs from our last EP played on some stations, um, but we didn't know that much about it. And then, you know, when you guys kind of, we kind of discovered or we discovered each other. I can't remember how it started at this point, right. but, <laughs> but it really, like I said, it's, it's been a huge tool for growing our, our audience, audience, especially on, on Twitter. Now, as far as like streaming in general um, and having all the accounts, that is exhausting to keep up with. It's a lot. I think it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a million logins. I have to go back and forth all the time and try to keep up with things and make sure we're still still uh, active and doing things here and there and trying to make sure, make sure we're getting played everywhere that we can. Yeah. So, so the strategy is kind of the strategy we're stuck with is I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but for me, it's like, yeah, you know what, I guess I'll do as many as I can do in the course of a day and still have a life. So if I have (laughs) four accounts that I deal with daily, right. You know, someone else might be like, Hey, well, what's the big deal? But you're like, dude, that's two and a half hours. If I really give it the attention that it needs. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I'm getting sales or bolstering myself enough to merit doing it. I mean, is that, that's kind of what you're saying. I think that that is true. That, and it is uh, not that you guys are going to be lax like I am. Cause I, oh. I have days where I could give an F and I don't care about it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you guys uh, aren't like that. Well, you know, it's, you go through phases. I mean, you, when, you, when you first put something out, especially like I, I, like I said, I, I still, I'm still insane from everything from the mixing process and right. everything it's else at that point. And I just want to, I'm so driven to like get it out there in people's faces yeah. as best I can at that point. And after a while you become like a little tired and you get kind of go back, go back into a flow where you're, we're writing songs now. We're not, don't, I mean, don't even promote this as hard. You can just kind of show yeah. for a bit and then hopefully, you know, put something else out and then get down that same, that same pattern again. But, but we like generally speaking, I mean, this, the internet age streaming, all that, is really really great for us because we like i said this isn't our um none of us make any money off of this really at all uh this this is they're just artists that uh enjoy making music that we like and we like putting it out there in the world and 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 the fact that 
uh, the internet and all these platforms, even like SoundCloud has been huge for us. SoundCloud was our, our jumping off point and, right. and still like one of our biggest uh, spots for followers and people that listen to us. Um, we have people that listen all over the freaking world. It's incredible, which we never, yeah. never would have thought that would have happened, you know, uh, 20 years ago. I never thought that somebody, whatever in Australia or, you know, Holland or something was going to be reviewing my album. Yeah. <laughs> but because of, uh, the global nature of the internet and, and, and the streaming, uh, streaming services and what have you, uh, we've been able to exist in a way that we had, we wouldn't be able to otherwise, because like I said, right. we're all old and we have jobs and we don't have the time to tour or do anything like that. The old school stuff. And even now with COVID, we can't even really play any shows. Right. They, it's killed so, all of us. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it sucks. But, but I mean, so for me, I, I, it's almost, it's almost just as satisfying to, uh, or I mean, at this point in my life, it's almost, it's maybe even more satisfying to go down there with, with, uh, with the guys, write some stuff we're really proud of and then put it out there to the world and, and get a reaction the the internet way. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different kind of satisfaction than the live stage, uh, environment. And we've had some shows that were great, uh, like opening for head PE. That was a great crowd. And, uh, that felt good. But half the shows we end up playing or, you know, end up being just like, not what you want, you know? <laughs> no, I got it. I totally so, get it. So being able to have uh, an audience and a method to put our stuff out there other than, than the live shows is a definitely uh, a positive thing. It really allows us to exist. So we, yeah. we like it. No, I think you, I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's um, it allows you to be as expressive as you want to be. I, I got to imagine like, um, in the heyday of rock and roll in the, which I would estimate to be 65 to maybe 76, somewhere in there that, you know, they had different, um, you know, it looks glamorous to us and all of that. They had different considerations for them to be artistic. They had, you know, A&R guys telling them what to play, how to play it. In fact, they would, you know, a band like the birds would have the wrecking crew guys come in and actually write and play the music for them. And they go, Hey, here are your songs. Right. right. Put your name on it, go out and learn how to play it. You know, so that's not necessary. I mean, sure, they were rock and roll guys, but were they rock and roll artists? You know, and in a way, it allow you're saying that it allows you to be as expressive as you're going to be, which is what, again, when I started off talking about you guys, that's what I responded to was the uniqueness of the vibe. So I can see where that you're gaining satisfaction out of that. I do find it, I guess, so I like to at, talk about it because I find it exceedingly tedious, the business of going online and doing all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's like, dude, I, I thought I was going to be creative. Right. No, it's not. It's, uh, promoting it is not the most fun part for me, but it's uh, it's satisfying, you know, once it's out there. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, again, being being able to actually have an audience and a way to reach, you know, Globally, globally, even though it's on a, on a smaller scale, you know, a few thousand people maybe have heard our stuff or something. That that's yeah. that to us is a, incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear like, you. Literally, when we started jamming in the basement, literally, I said to the guys, uh, "I don't care if we ever play a show. I just want to you know this is great. I just want to jam." Yeah. And and all of a sudden, it it I mean, after, I guess not all of a sudden, but over a short amount of time, it kind of developed. And, oh, we have these songs. What are we going to do with them? Yeah. And I, you know, I agree with you on that too. Like, I feel that bigger numbers aren't necessarily the thing you that anyone should shoot for that you end up with an audience that cares more about you but the numbers are smaller i think with the way that the internet accesses people yeah that's that's a thing 
you know? And so, I mean, I think all of us that take up the arts, the performing arts expect to be famous and known by everyone in the world. There's that part of our ego that says, (laughs) yeah, that's going to be you, man. That's going to be you lady or whoever, but, um, you know, to be able to do it and to hone what you do, I think is amazing. I think you guys, I think you guys are onto it personally. I think that, that it's interesting and it's fun to talk with you about seeing how you're growing. You feel like you're just beginning to grow and bloom in a way. And to me, you sound like a bunch of guys that have it completely together and know exactly what you're doing, you know? So I think it's cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know if we have it together or know what we're doing or, or, or not, but, uh, you know, certainly we've all, um, again, we all have history together. I don't think I mentioned that uh, bass player Charles and drummer Joe were in a metal band together, I think in the mid 2000s too, called um, Flactory. They're really brutally heavy. So we, we all kind of have these like uh, connections that all kind of work out yeah. where we have, I don't know, we, we've, and again, we've been playing long enough. We've just got our skill level to wherever it is, but you know, and we're, it, to me, I guess they all just match. I mean, it's just like we're all kind yeah. of. On the right plane together. It was it was instant, instant. As soon as we, as soon as we started jamming, it was uh, we knew we had something. That's so cool. Hey, I think uh, we should take the time to. You should just let people know the easiest way to access the band. You know sure. your 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 web pages and all of that, and then we'll happily sign off because it's been amazing speaking with you today. Okay. Well, great. Well, so. Um, we have a website called hollowedsky.com. That's H-O, hollowed. And, um, <laughs> and of course, you can find us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and, uh, yeah, all the streaming platforms, too. I mean, Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, even like things like SoundCloud, Bandcamp. We are, we are as everywhere as we can be. I think I got to do is look for us. Exactly. Look it up. Fantastic band. I will certainly attest to it. Uh, We play them on Pluto radio and uh, you know, they, they were an amazing addition to our roster of, of bands that we, you know, put up there. So thank you so much for being with me today. And it's, it's been great. Well, thank thank you. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, again, I want to say that we really appreciate Pluto and and what what, what you guys have done to get our stuff out there. We can't, you know, we couldn't have done it on our own and uh, you have definitely been a factor in increasing our following. So we, we thank you very much and thank you for having me. Yeah. You are more than welcome, man. So we'll do it again soon. Oh, hell yeah. I'm down. All right, brother. Hey there, this is John. I want to thank everyone for listening to the mobile radio carnival here at the CEF world. I'd also like to say, Hey, thanks Stephen, for being on the show.